afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, June the 2nd. We're into June. Frick! 2022. It's another Technolpha podcast. Glad you could join us here today. If it's your first time here, we usually talk about video games, movies, television, and everything in between. And then we answer questions from our Patreons towards the end called Tech Support, which is coincidentally... Largely what today is going to be about. Mr. Black goes off to the land of Tapas tomorrow. Maybe he will enjoy some when he is uh, over there in uh, in Spain. Uh, and uh, and honestly, except for a couple of things that snuck in uh, here in the last like 18 hours or so, there's not a heck of a lot of, of game news to particularly cover. And so I decided, hey, why don't we do something a little easy, a little laid back. Uh, and especially since Mr. Black won't be here next week, answer uh, some questions and do just kind of like a tech support special of sorts and open it up to everyone. So not just our $10 uh, Patreons this time around. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. The game news this week comes an hour after this podcast would technically or, or typically end. Sony's uh, event is at 7 o'clock our time uh, today. And then, of course, next week... Uh, is uh, and why probably the larger reason why there's not a hell of a lot of news next week is Game Fest begins and so uh, you're you know not to expect a heck of a lot coming out until uh, until that drops so that would be that would be why uh, so if you haven't caught it already uh, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash Lag TV of course this is if you're listening to this live uh, long since done uh, if you're listening to this on the RSS feeds. Uh, and you can click on that, uh, that, uh, that top post. It's called te- Special Open Tech Support Week 248. And you can ask us some questions. You don't even need to be a Patreon this time around. You're going to need a Patreon account to post a question. Mm. Uh, but beyond that, uh, that's mm-hmm. how you get in. And so we're going to do a little bit of that. And then we'll just, you know, shoot the shit, whatever. Uh, and do a little something light. So Mr. Black, before we get, uh, get started, how was your week? Uh, I mean, it's been another week. I've just been preparing, uh, for Spain and getting my family ready and making sure that other family members and stuff will be around and things like that to help out. Um, just been picking up some stuff and, uh, getting into the mode. I I'll be honest. I don't really want to go for (laughs) as long as I'm going. Um, it's a long time. It's 10 days. 10 days. Yeah, ten days. I mean, that's it's, that's the longest single like trip for an event I think you've probably ever done. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so you know, but it'll be fun. Like, um, I got some cool stuff that I'm gonna be doing there with party and um, Mr. Miyagi's flying out to Spain, so he's gonna be there as well. Um, <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> I said, hey Miyagi, why don't you come to Spain? He's like, okay. <laughs> So, oh, uh, of course, Miyagi is coming out to Spain. Why not? Yeah, All right, there you so, go. So uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be chilling. Uh, he's flying out, I think, on Tuesday because he's got um, some work to do leading up till then. Um, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna come hang out. I think he's gonna be there for like five days, maybe. So that'll be fun. Yo, uh, why not? Yeah, um, Miyagi and I are basically brothers at this point. So of course, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. And that's pretty much, that's been pretty much my week. Uh, just been, oh, we got our driveway paved finally. So that's done. Right. Um, so I got done last week and um, I don't really think there's much of anything else that I've did that's really noteworthy. So 
Yeah. Uh, today, a little bit later on, I'm signed up for it. Um, in an hour, uh, I know the podcast will still, probably still be going. But that's fine. I'll um, check it out uh, as soon as I'm done. The um, Frost Giant um, uh, sneak preview uh, is coming. I think it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's an hour and a half long. So I know they're doing oh. a major announcement next uh, week. I think they're next week at Games Games Fest. Yep. Um, you know, I think they're going to be saying their title, showing some gameplay, uh, doing all this stuff. Apparently, they're going to be doing a lot of this today for select people. Um, they sent me an invite, mm-hmm. so I'm going to that. Uh, I'm mm. going to watch it anyway. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, awesome. to see the next generation of RTS. It's not every day I get excited for video games. That's true. In but fact, I'm excited it's, for this. it's one day every five or six years. Sounds really. about right. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, no, I didn't know they were doing something like that today. I did know I did know that because I saw in Game Fest's, you know, partner splash screen thing of all the all the companies. I spotted Frost Giant and I was like, oh, really? Already? Okay. Yeah, apparently there's quite a bit done. Uh, I've been following it pretty extensively um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. obviously they're still a long ways away from the game yeah, of being course. finished but there's yeah. a lot more done than i think people think mm. um so i'm interested to see what happens obviously i had to sign a bunch of ndas and different shit like i can't talk about anything but they're at least giving i don't know how many people are going to be there but uh yeah i'm going to be watching that today awesome Awesome. Well, I look forward to uh, I look forward to seeing whatever they got next week uh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely interested. I mean, really, the RTS market uh, is a difficult one to break into right now because I, I don't think it's the you know the first thing that people would think about when they think oh, what's going to be a successful multiplayer game in the year 2022. But if there was anyone that was going to be capable of cracking that code uh, and making it a viable uh, thing to be more than just a niche pocket. Uh, of the market oh, clearly it would be the the people that more or less put modern uh real-time strategy games on the map with both starcraft hey, and warcraft as long as there's cheese i'm in <laughs> don't don't say that shit because you're gonna get people thinking something's gonna happen don't oh something's gonna happen <laughs> with or without you something's gonna happen for sure this this man said i'm getting out the game and retiring and then by the time this game comes out he's gonna be pushing 40 be like all right the cheese is back on the menu boys but, uh, hey i i think i think an rts is the perfect mature game to uh you know to, yes, to ride off from the sunset for with. the the elderly gentleman uh the 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 prestige of the rts genre certainly and yeah so we'll see what they what they got and uh and yeah i'm i'm looking forward to you know somebody was asking me a couple people were asking me yesterday when i was streaming what I was looking forward to seeing a game fest and, you know, I had to stop and think about it for a minute because so many games have already gotten delayed. We already know a lot of games that are coming, um, but uh, have gotten delayed into 2023. Uh, and really for me, the list is you know, surprisingly weighted towards uh, Microsoft because I mean, Microsoft's almost every Microsoft game got delayed from 2022 into 2023. And so we're not going to get them anymore. So now I want to see them. Uh, and we already know so much about all of, the, of, of Sony's offerings that uh, there's not like a lot that I'm sitting here going, oh man, I, I need to see, you know, more, you know, God of War, I could, you know, I'd like to see the next God of War, at least, you know, see what, uh, how that's coming together. And I'm sure we might get a little peek at that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, otherwise, other than that from Sony, we already know what, 
what they've got on deck, uh, and uh, and there's not a lot beyond that. But from Microsoft's side, you know, assuredly, the top one for me is, or certainly the top one for me is Starfield uh, from Bethesda, because we're not getting it this year, and it's and I think it's the biggest question mark in the video game industry from a AAA perspective right now. Is can Bethesda pull off a brand new IP uh, and have it not just burn up in orbit? You know, no pun intended. Uh, it's 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 definitely the biggest question mark. So that I want to see Starfield, and I think I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to see a relatively decent chunk of gameplay this time around. I have a feeling we might get somewhere between five, ten, maybe even fifteen minutes of uh, of gameplay. If the game was originally going to come out in a few months from now, I suspect they have enough done that if they wanted to show off gameplay like that, they can definitely do it. And it might put people at ease after the uh, after the delay into 2023. So Starfield for me, and then Forza uh, Motorsport, not uh, Forza Horizon. We get lots of that, but the next Forza Motorsport uh, I would like to see because we've really not seen much at all of that, and that's, uh, and that's in the pipeline uh, as well. Uh, so there's that. Some people uh, mentioned Fable, which is ironically also you know, from Playground Games, who make Forza Horizon. Uh, I don't think that's far enough along that they're going to show anything from Fable. I want to see it. That's another big question mark: is how the hell does a company that you know, predominantly has made driving games for the last ten years, you know, f- change gears and make Fable? How does that mm. go? So definitely interested in in whenever that comes up. But beyond that, that's kind of it. After that, I just want to get—I want to get surprised. I want to get surprised. I want something to come out of nowhere and and fucking uh, you know uh, uh, take me by uh, by surprise. And so maybe we'll get uh, some of exactly that. Maybe Frost Giant's game will be just that. Maybe that's gonna be like oh, huh? Frost Giant. You never maybe. know. We're definitely not seeing Perfect Dark though. I would have said originally a couple months ago maybe, but then after we discovered that it's basically. <clears throat> consistently on fire uh and now uh crystal dynamics is getting bought out with somebody else and everything is just fucking tits up we're not gonna see perfect dark and if we do i'll be shocked uh my week was more week uh, another week at the house uh more stuff done um we bought the last of the um big ticket items for the apartment uh and they're being delivered so the refrigerator hot water tank things of that nature uh we have everything else uh, done now we put the um we put the uh the vent hood in in the in the kitchen and finished that we got the weather for that so we got to we got to put that outside uh and uh so now we're kind of we're really coming up on uh painting the entire apartment more or less uh and uh except for like one small wall that we have to fill in but we're going to leave it open so we don't have to go outside around the house and in the back door every time we want to go into the apartment so we'll leave that to dead last but otherwise yeah we're getting ready to do that uh so the apartment is is within shot we can see the light at the end of the tunnel uh for the apartment uh and so that was nice but otherwise other than that just kind of enjoying even being outside for five minutes this weather's been crazy yeah just outside walking out like making excuses like i'm just gonna go walk around the property nothing to look at absolutely nothing i'm just walking around for the sake of walking around uh because the weather's been so crazy i mean we had like august weather one day this week It was like 27 degrees oh it was hot it was hot it was nice yeah it was beautiful and uh, we continue again today great weather about 19 20 degrees outside certainly not uh not you know we're, we're a few weeks 
uh, ahead of schedule, but I will take it. And now, Mr. Black, it's time to hop on in. We've got 14 currently in this list. And if we have to, I'll go hunting for other ones. But to start, this comes in... This would be the this would be the first question of the day, Mr. Black. Okay. I'm interested. I'm I'm interested in I mean we we Okay. Let's let's just ask the question. Danish Devil. Coming in spicy right off the rip. Have you ever caught anyone masturbating or been caught yourself? Uh <laughs> Uh, jeez, that's a good question. I mean, I got, yeah, I mean, kinda. Um, I was, uh, when I was living with Wayne, um, I was, I was rubbing one out, uh, but I was, uh, I was in the shower mm. and, um, safe place normally. It was, a, it was a, normally a safe place. <laughs> and, uh, I, there was, okay, so, it's kind of an awkward story. I'm not even sure I want to say it all. You could give the, the slightly edited version if necessary. Okay. Is, yeah. So basically, uh, we, had some, we had some friends, some female friends over. Mm. And, um, you know, I was, uh, I, was having, I was having a few drinks, quite a few drinks. And... You know, uh, <laughs> another couple paired off. Uh oh. Okay. And I was, I was, I was prepping for the, for the, you the know, follow the, up. Soon, the follow, the follow up, <laughs> and uh, the individual that I was going to partake in said activities with uh, got impatient. And came into the bathroom and ripped the shower curtain open. Oh, and you know, I was. Oh, so you were doing you were doing a pre-performance job. I was doing, you were, you were I like was, the. Well, I was nervous because I, you know, at the time, I mean, I was younger, right? I was like, fuck, I was maybe twenty years old, nineteen, nineteen, yeah, twenty yeah. years old. So I, um, I've had, I had a bad experience, like, a month before that with a dime piece mm. that I couldn't, I couldn't get it up for because uh, I drank too much. Oh, I, I the whiskey in, dick. I, I drank too much and I, I was in my own head. And so I had drank a lot that same night. Mm. And so I was thinking that, okay, if I lay down with her, I'm not going to get it up because I drank too much. So I was in the shower, not only showering because I was out dancing and doing, you know, clubbing yeah, you got to clean up. I was cleaning up, but hmm. I was also, you know, preparing. I was trying to prepare myself so that I could perform. Yes. And so, yes. Yes. You know, that's, that's, you know, that's not the worst idea. You know, sometimes, you know, especially if you got like a couple, you know, if you got like 15, 20 minutes in between, you know, you fire off some sailors and you last way longer when the time comes. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's, it's like a, it's like a tactic. It's well, a war tactic. Me, I mean, for me, I was, I was going. You were just to, trying to get it up. <laughs> I was, I was just, I wasn't trying to shoot ropes, man. I was just trying to get. I was, uh, I was trying to get. 
and it was trying to get uh i was trying to get you know bricked up. Trying to i was, I was gonna get bricked up and then go out with my towel oh and, okay you know and then be ready like the you know chip and, like the chip and dale the towel yes. is half hovering in the air yes yes so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no i uh I have thankfully been either by my own design or by sheer luck never been caught in the act. However, uh, I mean, I can think of one one time specifically. Uh, I didn't walk in on them, and it was actually multiple. I think you were even there. Remember, uh, we went to go, uh, we went to, uh, uh, I won't, I won't say names, but we, we went to, uh, we were younger and it was in the summer months. Uh, and, uh, we were collecting everyone. We were outside, we, you know, door to door collecting everyone to, you know, figure out what we're going to do for the day. And we got to, uh, let's say the end of the street and, uh, okay. So you'll know whose house we're at now. We're at the end of the street. Okay. So uh, we get there and maybe you weren't with us that day. I don't know. We, you, but but uh, this uh, this uh, person's window, that was the bedroom window, was was literally steamy. Like there was there was water built up on the backside of this window. I don't, I don't remember. You weren't here for this? Okay, maybe you weren't. So. There was at least three or four of us there collecting everyone at the time. And uh, steamy. Like that's, but we didn't think of anything of it at first. You know, it's just, it was hot outside, humid. We're like, okay, whatever. So we're, we're yelling the name, trying to get their attention. You know, get, you know, get everyone out. Because we knew there was at least a couple people there at the time. Because we'd already gone to their houses looking for them. And they, we, we found out where they were. And, and, and uh, he, you know, he comes to the window. You know, lifts the curtain up. Kind of gets it over the back of the, of the head kind of deal. And it cracks the window open. Uh, it was like, uh, yeah, 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 we'll be, we'll be out, uh, we'll be out in a second here, we'll be out in a second. Okay, it's a little, like, who all's in there? We got the list of people, we're like, alright, why is the window steamy? It's like, oh, we'll be out in a second. Anyway, like, five, ten minutes go by, they come out, we find out later on that for reasons none of us will ever be able to understand for the, for the rest of our lives having, uh, seen the steamy window, uh, this was some sort of... Of everyone hiding themselves, but like group masturbatory session watching porn on the computer. And it was just like everyone had their own station in the room. It was a bunk bed in there. So there was somebody on the top bunk, somebody on the bottom bunk, somebody in the computer chair. Uh, and uh, they were just all, you know, having a, a time. Having a good in time, there. I guess. Having, wow. a, having a time. <laughs> and the window was steaming up because everyone's getting... You know, everyone's getting their shit together in there, and uh, it was a little fucking weird. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, to each their own. It was, you know, everyone was young. You make some stupid choices, some interesting choices. Uh, but there was that. The one that's not my story, but the one that always kills me is is the one that Brian told during Shitty Games Done Slow, and he tells it so much better than me. But I'll give the abridged version of it here. Is he went over uh, to somebody's house uh, uh, and. Uh, uh, they were just like, yeah, you want to come over? We're going to play, you know, play some games or whatever, you know, chill. He's like, yeah, absolutely. So he goes over and uh, they get to the room. They're playing some games for a bit. And then uh, and it stops and he hands him. He tries to hand, he tries to hand Brian a blanket. 
And Brian's like, I'm Brian's like, I'm good. I'm good, dog. Why? I'm not cold, I'm, bro. I'm not cold, bro. What is this blanket for? And he's like, well, you just put it across your lap. And I was like, uh, he's like, well, you know, I'm good. I don't need it. He's like, what, what for? Like, what do we do this for? He was like, well, so we don't see each other. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about seeing each other? And it was like, I want like a wank blanket to just hide the dick. Who is this? A <laughs> random Brian, dude? And Brian got up and was like, all right, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> go oh, home. my God. Yeah, it's time to bounce, bro. Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's uh, watch some I came porn together. For a gaming session, bro. Not a fap, not <laughs> a fap what, sesh with the wanker blanket. Of, yeah, I don't know what kind of session you're trying to have here, but <laughs> I'm gonna pass on this one. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Seth asks, "What is the most batshit mod, as in like gaming mod, uh, that you've ever seen? Think Skyrim, but." Instead of a sword, you have a giant purple Barney cock. Okay, all right. What is, what's the craziest mod in a game you've ever seen? Mm. I don't know. I can't really think of anything crazy, but I do know that when I'm on Facebook, dude, mm. Facebook has got some of the weirdest shit I've ever seen under the gaming section. It is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Like it is something. It's I don't know, but the black uh, market of gaming streams. Seriously, I I've seen mods where where people were playing like Resident Evil Nemesis or Resident Evil Two, and they've got a mod of just like a naked chick with like quadruple gazillion Z's, <laughs> and you're you're literally running around with shotguns, killing zombies and stuff, playing the regular game with this mod of a girl <laughs> that is just stark ass naked. It's nude, one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Nude mods are have been a thing since the 90s, and they have not stopped. They've only gotten more detailed, Mr. Black. You know, they, oh, they've this just was detailed. More and more, more and more boob and more and more pubic hair to match, you know, so that kind of thing. It's just more detail, 16 times the detail if you're Todd Howard. Uh, yeah, I... Man, I don't know if I've got, like, a... I mean, Skyrim is a good... He brought up Skyrim, and Skyrim's a pretty good example, because Skyrim has been modded into the ground, and there is, just like you're, you're describing, I mean, there's, there's endless nude mods, there's full-blown sex mods, there's uh, all sorts of, like, fucking... Cra and you know what the craziest thing is? It's like, just like everything else when it, when it comes to porn, the quality... It doesn't, like, like it's so much better than everything else. It's like, porn is like, all right, we're going to do 4K on the internet now. And everyone's like, oh, it's too expensive. And then porn does it, and all of a sudden, here comes 4K. Or like, uh, we're going to do 3D. And then everyone else will start be like, oh, okay, fine, maybe we'll do VR, since porn is doing VR. It's like they drive the entire internet, because everything is always, like, so much further ahead. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say, though, the uh, I think the craziest one, it's not crazy, just like, I don't understand who even would have thought of it. The two are, and they're the two, two very popular ones. It's the replace every dragon uh, head in the game with Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, mm. And so every time he's flying around, he's just like, oh, yeah. It's just like whatever he's fucking, you know, spraying with fire. And then there's Thomas the Tank Engine one, where it's Thomas the Tank Engine flying around. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're just hearing like the nightmare version of like ding 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 every time a fucking dragon comes. I like who the hell thinks of that shit. But yeah, anyway, those are probably uh, two of uh, two of the best ones. Um, 
Mm. Logan asks, "What? Uh, he's got a, uh, he's got a, a two piece here. What are your favorite tips or techniques for negotiation? And also, what are some of your favorite books that you have read or listened to?" So we'll start with the first one. What are your favorite tips and techniques? The art of the deal, Donald Trump. Uh, like for negotiating in general, yeah. I mean, the number one tip that you can do is to know your worth before you go into any situation. So, you know, most of the dealings that I do are either real estate related, streaming related. So dealing with sponsorships or any other opportunity. Um, and I mean, even even in a relationship, right? Like even when you're married or you're with a significant other you're constantly making deals. I, I know it's not as formal as, you know, hey, I'll do you this and you do me that or I'll do that for you and blah, blah, blah. I know my worth. I'm not talking necessarily about that, but just, um, um, you know, you're constantly trying to negotiate. Um, so knowing your worth and what your strong attributes are is and what your weak, uh, your weaknesses are in specific things um is definitely a good place to start um you know because there's a saying is um you know you don't get what you're worth you get what you negotiate right so you know if you're if you're trying to apply for a new job and they're saying hey we're gonna pay you a forty five thousand dollar a year salary and you just accept it then you know you have no business complaining about Oh well, this coworker's making this much more or less or whatever, or I, I know I could have made more in some other company or whatever. Is you got to negotiate because you know you're only going to get what you negotiate. You're not going to get what you're worth unless you negotiate what you're worth. Because a lot of the times, people are not going to offer you what they're willing to offer you. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna lowball you um, and see what happens. And the majority of people. Um, just accept what is offered to them or deny what's offered to them without any negotiation. So um, I'll just go with that one. It's just knowing your worth. Because if you don't know that, then how is somebody else going to know it? If they don't know it, they're just going to say, okay, well, this is what you're worth to us per se. And we're just going to put a blanket statement over you. And that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing to keep in mind, if you're if you're both going into it, both parties on either side understand that there is about to be some level of negotiation, then one side is clearly going to assume the other is going to come high and the other side is going to assume that it's going to come low. And so that's where you have to, you know meet in the middle and there's a, there is an art to that uh, mm-hmm. and, and some of it is I don't even know if everything is teachable. Sometimes you just I think a lot of okay, so this will tie right into what my my tips are uh, for, or my tip is for negotiation, is that not everything is teachable, and one of the probably one of the best skills in negotiation uh, is um, whether you're seeing them in person or you're or you're capable of of reading between the lines in an email. It's being able to read people, and and using your ability to read people to uh leverage parts of the situation so 
whether you're building rapport, which in any negotiation is probably one of the best things that you can do, because if you build rapport with somebody, then it's much easier to actually get things over top of them. If they yep. like you, like anything else, if you're more attractive than the last person, easier. If you if they like you more beyond just being more attractive, and nobody likes listening to this shit, but guess what? If I start doing business deals now with less hair in my head, it's gonna be harder than it was ten years ago when I was when I was a full head of hair. It's just the it's just the way it goes. It's just the way that it is. It's a psychological thing that uh, humans unfortunately have in the back of their minds. So you know, having rapport with somebody is good, and being able to read people and uh, and adjust for that is probably the biggest thing. Some people can be taught to do that a little bit. Some people um, just have it uh, naturally. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, if it was, as far as like a teachable skill or something that anyone can do, um, I think Jeff's got it pretty good there when, when it comes to knowing your worth, regardless of what the negotiation is. Um, and I guess to be a little bit more blanket about it, if you're just talking about negotiations in general, that maybe it isn't your own personal worth that's at stake is just researching and knowing as much as humanly possible going in. Uh, negotiation is ultimately a combination of personal skills and the agency problem. One party is going to have more knowledge and information about what you're negotiating than the other. And so if you can, if you can manage to even the playing field or surpass the other person in knowledge over what you're about to negotiate over, you are ultimately the one that's going to likely end up getting the better deal. Pawn shop owners abuse the fuck out of out of the agency theory. <laughs> they know more about whatever item that you bring in than you do nine times out of ten. And they will hard-nose you, and they will usually fucking fleece the shit out of you because most people coming in, especially right now, like here's a great example, vintage video games. There's, there's literally endless radio commercials in Halifax for a few pawn places in Halifax that are buying. They're like, oh, bring all your shit and you'll be surprised what your old video games are worth. And it's because they know right now the video game market is insane like it's fucking bonkers uh, like a, a perfect example uh hallie one of our own community members messaged jeff he told me about this the other day he hit it fucking big in a yard sale there are games that you could just like a pawn could just put out this shit on the radio and somebody brings in like a boxed version of super metroid and suddenly it's a 450 dollars payday and the person's like oh yeah i'll give you 10 bucks for it and they're like wow 10 dollars for this like 35 year old video game that sounds awesome and then just like that's the fucking show that's the agency problem somebody has more information than the other person in the negotiation so that's something that is teachable because anyone can learn going in ahead of time if you have the time to do so so i would say between knowing your own personal worth if it's your worth on the line and then to to pair with that as like it's basically like the same topic it's be as informed as possible going into a negotiation so that you are at, as close to or better than the other person knowing about what you're talking about uh, for that uh, negotiation. Uh, what are your favorite, the follow-up to that was, what are some of your favorite books uh, that you have read or listened to, just in general, any genre? Um, take a look at my phone here. Um... Audible, where are you? There's, um, mm -mm -mm. I mean, I'm a pretty boring guy, guys. So get ready. Uh, um, <laughs> but buckle up. How many of the Dragons Den members are on your list right now? Just one. Just one. Okay, just one. All right. Yeah, Damon John <laughs> does it. Um, I mean, I enjoyed. Uh... Um, okay, just to name a few. Uh, the Millionaire Mind. 
Okay. Um, uh, let me see here. So that one was good. Um, the Power of Broke. So that's by Damon John from uh, Shark okay. Tank. That was good. Um, Seller Be Sold uh, from Grant Cardone. I know Grant Cardone isn't everybody's cup of tea, but that's a really, really, really good book on sales. Um, oh, that's, that's, that book is probably where you had the philosophy at the beginning of your answer in which everything in your life is transactional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I enjoyed the Will Smith book. I listened to that there when it first came out. Um, Oh, what other books? Okay. And then real estate wise, um, I listened to a book called uh, Buy, Rehab, Rent, Refinance, Repeat, which is Burr. Um, they couldn't have shortened that how- bitch up a little bit? Holy hot damn. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's called Burr. B-R-R-R-R, but it stands for Buy, Rehab, Rent, Refinance, Repeat. Oh, okay. Repeat. I get you. Oh, yeah. um, so that's a good book. Um, and <laughs> Mark asks, does the Will Smith book slap? It slaps, bro. <laughs> Uh, but yeah those are the few those are those are a few i mean there's there's tons i have tons of books here that i've that i've listened to or read but yeah those are just some of them uh man uh i've already said this before but i just don't read much anymore university has still 10 years later fucking given me ptsd on reading almost anything uh most of what i read now is like online like if i'm going to read something i'm reading articles i'm not reading books so like a topic might come into my mind or whatever and I want to learn about it and then I'll just go online and read whether it's scientific journals or whether it's uh you know as curated in st- as possible something like a Wikipedia you know you, you can't trust everything on Wikipedia but it's at least curated to a degree things like that is where I'll do most of my reading not necessarily just uh in books cuz normally like unless something like really grabbed me I'm not going to likely buy a book specifically on the topic I'll just go out online and 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 listen to experts like video is like it's like audiobooks and why it's so why they're so good get on the treadmill listen to audiobooks whatever while you're doing something else uh similar to me i'll go out i'll find i'll read about it if i'm really interested maybe i'll find some experts i'll watch video work that they've done this is especially in the scientific field like if you're going to watch like the one i've mentioned a thousand times for physics michio kaku is one of my favorites there are a couple of uh, of uh, British boys that are uh, they're also pretty good to watch. I've even been known to to just sit down and relearn like shit that I already learned in school. Like the, you sit down and like there's math channels where I'll just uh, watch math videos and shit. But when it comes to like recreationally reading, that's been backburnered. I would like to in the future for sure continue to pick it up. But as far as like what books. Uh, similar ones I've mentioned in the past, uh, Arthur C. Clarke's Rama series, uh, which I got into ironically through a video game because I played the video game when I was a kid and I had no idea that the old man when you died that showed up on the screen was actually Arthur C. Clarke uh, mm. that wrote the books. Uh, and so uh, in my in in my elder years, uh, you know, not that I'm elder, but uh, when I got older, watched uh, or li- sorry, read the the books, bought the books, physical copies, uh, and uh, and read those. Uh, and beyond, uh, beyond that, I tried to get into, when I was trying to last get into recreational reading, you know, you ask people, you know, what do you, you tell them the genres that you like, and then you like ask people, you know, what do they recommend? And you get a lot right now for the genres I like. There's a lot of like Sanderson and shit like that. Wheel of Time, um, 
um, the Mistborn uh, series, things of that nature. I've tried both Mistborn and, I think it's called Mistborn, Mistborn and Wheel of Time. Um, I don't know. I haven't found, I think some of it is I had to find an author that I like. I haven't found one uh, yet I, after trying last time. Um, and so we'll have to wait and see if I can find somebody else. But I'm into science fiction. I'm into uh, fantasy stuff. It doesn't have to be high fantasy. Just fantasy in general is is fun to read. Uh, I'm not big on uh, like biographies or autobiographies. There's not. There's not. I don't think there's a person on earth that I've I've been so invested in. There. I'm like, man, I need to read a book specifically about this person's entire life that I can't again already know from just having st- saw stuff online. Uh, autobiography might be a little bit more interesting, but that hasn't come up yet. But that's really it. I'm I'm into that stuff, but I haven't read recreationally very much. Um, Wheel of Time. I heard so much good shit about, and I watched the show. Like that's on Amazon or whatever, right? They did the wheel. They're doing the Wheel of Time thing. Um, so my my problem with Wheel of Time, both for the for uh, uh, the original author and uh, the gentleman who took over, it's too fucking wordy, man. Some people some people can't put the verbs down, Jeff. They just start a page. They're writing it, and they're like, "All right, I'm going to describe." That they're walking down a country road and there are apple trees on both sides, okay? So you can get to a level of description about that, that for most people, if they're really feeling themselves and they're really trying to be flowery, maybe they get a paragraph, two paragraphs, of being very descriptive of the area because you're trying to paint this this image in in the reader's mind. Wheel of Time is an exercise in how can we take walking down a country road with apple trees on both sides and turning that into an entire fucking chapter. So I had to stop. I tried. I, I did my best. Um, not including Bangor. This comes in from Seth uh, again. Uh, well, not including Bangor, Maine. Which, <laughs> which is the biggest shithole in America? Well, first of all, I want to say I don't think Bangor, Maine's a shithole. The the airport was a pain in the ass. But we never even left the airport to be able to tell whether or not Bangor, Maine is a shithole. We just we were just stuck in the seventh circle right there in their uh, quote unquote international airport. Uh, and I personally haven't been to enough places in the States, let alone spent enough time in there to really be giving you a definitive list of, of shitholes that an American wouldn't be way more qualified to actually say as to what that is. I've been to several States and I can't say any of them were shitholes by any means. So I think some of these you'd have to go out of your way too. It's it would be like, it'd be like going, it'd be like coming here to, to Halifax as a, as, uh, um, if you're here, like, on a cruise ship or something, and you have some time to, like, explore around the city, people are going to know touristy spots or things to go and check out, and rarely are any of those areas going to be the worst parts of any city that you're in, right? Yeah. So it's it's not common for somebody to, like, you know, pop up and, uh, and, and be like, oh, man, I want to go to the, you know, sketchiest part of town. Let's go there. And then like, you just see like Skid Row and you're like, oh, well, this place is a shithole. Like, I'm like, no, people aren't, <laughs> aren't going out of their way to do that. So, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know, uh, what, <laughs> what those places are. An American probably would be a better, a better judge. I mean, cause all you get is, is like the stereotypes, uh, you know, when you're, when you're not in America, the places, you know, like Florida, <laughs> maybe, maybe the bath salts and meth capital of North America. Um, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that, I don't know. Um, 
you know, and then poor Flint, Michigan with like the water problem that nobody seems to want to spend the money to solve, you know, things like, things like that. But, you know, as, as far as like, what would be the fuck up, fuck we know. Um... Deneves, what's your opinion? I don't know if I don't know if Mr. Black has done so. I'm interested. What's your opinion on vertically oriented monitors? So doing you know portrait mode instead of landscape. Have you ever been into that? Yeah, no. I think it's dumb to be honest. I think it looks. <laughs> I think it looks dumb. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just. I'll never buy a monitor to have it vertically stand up. Uh, yeah, no. I, I can see why there's uses for it. Like, yeah. I know you had one and you would have your chat and stuff on there. I mean, it's good to see something yeah. that can go like super and, long. And that's kind of what it's really for. Like nobody's playing games in fucking portrait mode or some shit. Unless, yeah. However, I, I should say there are people that will for certain cases. So if you're playing like uh, a shoot 'em up, like a, a shmup, like uh, Ikaruga or some shit, uh, where it's more or less designed to be seen in a vertical orientation, then yeah, great, awesome. But other than that, it's for people that are doing like programming or coding where you want to see as much as possible. You don't need this space, you need the yeah. vertical space, and so you flip the monitor to do that. Uh, for me, I have two, again, similar thing, it's, except instead of coding, it's my stream chat. And so, uh, again, that's more useful to me to have that big space used for chat than it would be to have the monitor sideways and, and lose a lot of it. Especially for me right now, and in many instances where I sit, like for now, on the couch, and I need to zoom the chat in. So mm -hmm. the, the text is friggin' huge, and if I had it in, in regular, I'd see literally two lines of chat at any given time. Uh, so having it in, uh, in that orientation is useful. Um... Yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, I like it for the very specific purposes in which it is useful in. Uh, I would never, you know, before doing streaming, you weren't going to catch me having a vertical monitor. Uh, maybe, again, if I was a programmer, but not the case. Um... I think this has been, we've answered this at least once before, but you know what? We're doing an exclusive for this, and in, so we're going to answer it anyway, because you never know. Some of these names, people that might not have ever been able to ask questions before. Uh, this comes in from Mr. Squared. If you could have a movie or game soundtrack play in the background of your life and dynamically change depending on what is happening around you. Oh, this is a little different. So it's like the entire soundtrack now, depending on what's happening around you. Not just one song. It's not your theme song anymore. Like the whole damn track, the whole mm. soundtrack for what's happening around you. What do you choose? I'm going Tron. Dude, you stole it, man. Come on, bro. Yes! Get Come in on. there! Come on. Let's go! That was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Tron Legacy. Okay, so if, not, if it's not Tron Legacy, I won't cheat. That is, that's too easy. Uh, if it's not Tron Legacy, then... Um, shit, give me the Phantom Menace, because then, then at some point you're going to hit... You're going to hit Duel of the Fates. Yeah, good one. <laughs> you know, you don't have to talk about sand in your vagina, but at least you're getting Duel of Fates. You know, that's, yep. a, that's a thumbs up. So maybe that, that wouldn't be a bad one. You know what else would be a good choice? Any James Bond. Yeah. Because at some point, some shit's going to happen and you're going to hear like, din it, din it, din it, din it, din Matrix din is good. The Matrix, Matrix got, got some which, good Which one? The original. Okay. You know what yeah. I would pick? Three for the end fight scene in the rain. Good too. That soundtrack fire. 
That's fire. That'd be a good one. Lord of the Rings? Oh, that's good too. That's good. That's good if you're like... Well, I mean, there is, there is action-y scenes with, like, heightened music and stuff, but a lot oh, yeah. of Lord, Lord of the Rings is, like, down here. It's mellow as fuck, which would also be pretty good, because sometimes you just want to mellow the fuck out. You don't need the Matrix in the background the whole time. No. Some shit might get a little crazy. Uh, you know, nice to have a little bit on the, uh, on the downside. Um, <laughs> uh, Mirror's Edge. Ooh, oh yeah, these are all movies. Like, what about games? It's good. That's good. Mirror's Edge is, is, is a good choice. Mirror's Edge got, man, that, that, those... There's some, got some good, good music in that game. Some good shit There's in there. Good music. That game's underrated, man. They should make another one. I did. Well, they did. Yeah, I know. Uh, but they should but make, like, they should a, make a third. For next, yeah, yeah. For, in like uh, Unreal Five. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I think I think I think the I think Mirror's Edge is underrated as well. I've beaten it. It's one of the games I've I've played all the way through more than almost any other game. Um, man, video game music. Mass Effect. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, Halo is a good choice. You know what? I could go. I could. I could arguably go through my whole life listening to the Morrowind soundtrack, which really only includes three pieces of music. Yeah, it's a good one too. Um, it fits. It fits everything. Um, I mean, I don't. I. I think a lot of people are waiting for me to say Jet Set Radio Future, but that shit's that shit's too high. Like the whole, whole thing's too, just too, too hype. Yeah, it's too loud. That 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 would that would become torture after a while. Um, for sure. Yeah, but those are some good choices. Those are some good choices. Um, Seth, again, Seth's got some good ones. Bangers today. What safety warning do you always ignore? <laughs> safety warning do I always ignore? Um... I don't know if I... Honestly, I don't know if I can, th- if I can think of one. Most safety I mean, warnings I, I are... Say- I would say like low battery. So like, if oh. I have a, a, like a smoke detector or something, uh, and it's just like, <laughs> it's just oh like, God, you know, chirp, like, hey, dude, the chirp is the fucking. Uh, and I'll can let we that talk about how for like two weeks before I actually do something about it? Can we talk about how fire uh, smoke detector uh, uh, batteries only die at three o'clock in the morning, and never at any other time? You heard yeah. the, the chirp never stopped or never starts at three in the afternoon. The chirp starts at three o'clock in the fucking morning when you are asleep and you wake up because you're hearing beep, beep, beep. And at first you're like, oh, what's happening? You, you don't know what exactly is going on. And then you realize it. And it's been so long since you've changed the batteries. You can't remember if it's if it's like how to take it down, because if it's hardwired, the mechanism, the mechanism is different than if it's not hardwired. And then some of them, the worst one, dude, was in the house I first rented after moving out of here. They were all hardwired. And the clip, the clip to get the smoke detector out so that you could get it down to change the battery was, that shit could haul an 18 fucking wheeler. It was the hardest clip to take out I've ever had. I bruised and cut my thumb trying to remove the clip from the fucking thing to the point where I quite literally, don't tell anyone, I might have ripped it out of the ceiling. You just do what you got to do. I gave up. It was like yep. three days. I hadn't slept. I was like, I'm taking this motherfucker coming out the wall. And so it did. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good one. Um, I would say. I would say. Uh, <laughs> probably more than I should. I ignore the 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 uh, the 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 low gas warning on my car probably more than I should. 
Especially now that I'm in a hybrid and I know I can really stretch the everlasting shit out of that like last tenth of a fucking tank of gas. I've got I got myself in trouble once. I was out on the on uh, on the highway. Dad and I were going somewhere. We were in two different vehicles, and uh, and I was convinced I passed a, an exit that had a gas station. And I was like, oh, I'll go one more and I'll 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 hit I'll hit another gas station up. There was no gas station. Uh, for uh, a couple exits, and I'm watching like the the estimated reserve, you know, of the, the kilometers go down and down and down, and all of a sudden I'm at like 11, and I'm like, fuck, I've got I've got nothing left in this tank. And I was freaking out, and I pulled over, and I I was like, I pulled up my phone, and I was like, uh, hey Google, uh, where the fuck is a gas station? And it was like, oh, there's one. Oh, was, I was like, oh shit, there's one like four kilometers from here. But I was in butt fuck nowhere and it was a sunday that bitch closed at two in the afternoon they were only yeah, open fuck. until two and it was four and nowhere to go and so dad was like all right well the next one's another couple exits up you're gonna have to just give her give her your best shot so I, I put my four-way flashers on i got back on the highway i put it in eco mode i rolled that bitch at the lowest rpm imaginable <laughs> and i i neutral rolled my ass into that fucking gas station and so after that turned off the radio just nothing nothing bare bones (laughs) started throwing weight out the back lighting the vehicle up uh so yeah after that i I got a little better about it but i still ignore it probably more than i should uh and one of my favorite uh ignore warnings it's also about a vehicle is i was watching there's an episode of top gear where uh where jeremy clarkson was reviewing the uh one of the Oh, was it the 2000 and oh, I can't remember if it was the 2010, 2010 Dodge Viper. And it had side exhaust. It was right underneath the door. And when you open the door, there was a warning that, that, uh, that warned about how hot the tailpipes, I mean, it's V10. The tailpipes are like fucking the center of the sun. Uh, when you get out of it and there's a warning about, about that. And, and during their time, if I'm not mistaken, the upholstery caught on fire from, <laughs> from the tailpipe. It's how you know it's a real car, Jeff. You're not you're not in a real car until it lights itself on fire. That's that's when you know. There you go. That's, that's a man's man's car. That's right a there. man's car. When you need a fire extinguisher for your upholstery. Yeah. Uh, and then there was another one that you, when you flip down the the uh, the the mirror that's like in the front of the car, and it talks. I, I think it was at the. I think it was on that one, and it was talked something about like driving carefully i can't remember the context for like why it was about driving carefully and he and he's like sitting in a dodge viper as if that that what and so he just looks at the camera and he goes no (laughs) and he closes the door and does like 50 donuts (laughs) Uh, and uh it just tears it up yeah so anyway that's probably one of my favorite uh related things uh yano asks since the starcraft 2 days I haven't seen you guys cast any games anymore. Do you miss casting video games in general? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, because I do love RTSs and I love the game of StarCraft. Um, and it brings a lot of joy to people, uh, which, you know, made me feel good as well. You know, one of the things that I never really had much criticism on was our casts people knew what they were getting you know you didn't have a bunch of haters just hating on it to hate on it um so yeah i I would say yes for that um and then no as in for the i just think i had done it so much for so long Mm. that you know the hardest part was stopping and then once i stopped 
I was at peace with that. You know, yeah. I, ne I never felt like I made a mistake and we shouldn't have stopped or whatever. You know, part of me was like, damn, we should have stopped earlier. I, I was going to say, why. there's an argument that we could yeah. probably like two years earlier or something like yeah. that. But um, would I do it again? Uh, it depends. It fully depends. And I think the only game I would ever consider it would be this new Frost Giant game. Um, because it, it's got all the right competent people. And it seems like all of my old peers from the StarCraft community, the ones in the know, know. They're excited about it, and they're going to take part in it, and it'll be a, a thing. Um, but it would have to do, it, it would depend on several factors, you know. Um, it would have to be something that I'd want to do because it's because I'd enjoy doing it again. Like I'd have to I'd have to fall in love with the game. I'm not just going to do it because you know I think it's going to get views or the, you know the chance that things will blow up. Like I'm not I don't really search for that stuff anymore. I don't. You know, I don't look at my career anymore in a way that's like, what's going to make me explode? You know, now I look at my career as what's going to pay my bills and how can I do that with spending the least amount of time doing my my everyday job um, and but yet still kind of thrive to a degree, have longevity, I'm not trying to blow up in a game and do this for another decade. So. You know, it just depends. If I fall in love with the game, you know, obviously I'm going to play it a great deal and stream it and see what happens. If I fall in love with it, yeah, I'll cast it again. Um, and there's a there'll be a market for it. And the good news is, is like, um, I already have a reputation for that stuff, so it's a much easier transition than trying to cast another a different MOBA game that would just come out. It's just not going to work. Um without an extreme amount of effort. I think that I could put in, I don't want to say minimal effort, but I don't have to kill myself over creating a bunch of content to make it stick um, because of the past. So hopefully that answers your question. I, I, I miss it and I don't miss it. I think I might miss it a bit more if Adam and I didn't do this podcast at all and we just didn't do anything. I'd probably be like, well, shit, that it's, you know, Adam and I don't, we don't really work together outside of this um so yeah i'd probably be like fuck let's do something it might not be starcraft but we might actually just have to result to being normal friends and not just have an entire yeah. work relationship built around although although with the pandemic we would have been ultra fucked because we wouldn't have even been able to, to do that yeah so uh, yeah. yeah i yeah i agree i i think i mean i think we definitely agree that we probably could have stopped starcraft a couple years earlier and not lost anything uh for it i mean clearly for the people that were still there they were enjoying mm -hmm. us continuing to make content you know the five or seven thousand people or whatever that would watch a video uh at the time but you know beyond that for us as individuals i think we probably could have put the brakes on earlier but like you said also when you're in it you can't imagine not doing it and then you know when it finally happens you know, there's there was like almost like a relief uh, that that uh, that you could then move on to something else. So yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I miss. I think I miss. I think I miss the times more than I miss the the act of doing it. So you know, everything else that was happening during that time in our lives was you know pretty exciting yeah. and uh, it new. Was all new. Yeah, it was, it was all, all new. new. And so like to go to to do it now 
it would just it it would be it would just be it would feel more like work than it did back then. Back then, it didn't feel like work. The last two or the last two years did feel like work in in lag TV for StarCraft, but like before that, the eight years previous didn't really feel like work. Uh, and uh, and that's like the dream position to be in, which is why we continued to do it when we when we did. Um, but now, if we you know if if we were to do it again and like and and to further Jeff's point. Uh, about the game itself, you have to, you know, we did it because we liked StarCraft quite a bit. If you, if you try and like transition into something that you only like peripherally, but you're not like in love with as a, as a thing, or you don't believe in as a game, like let's say you just picked up Valorant and just start casting Valorant or some shit or League of Legends or, uh, or, uh, or even Warzone tournaments or whatever else, you, you, like it, it wouldn't be the same because you don't have the investment. And what happens when you don't have the investment is that you, the act of gaining knowledge in that game to be able to cast it properly becomes really tedious. Uh, really tedious. We didn't have to do that so much with StarCraft, but with something else, we would have to like go through that, uh, you know, that, that pain and, and so yeah, I mean, a new RTS is we got to learn the game, right? I mean, the good the the good news about lag TV or what we did in general is we didn't do professional stuff, right? So the barrier to entry yeah. is much easier. You know, if there's a new game, like I could wing it. You know what I mean? And just use comedy as a way to hide. Yeah, my... the, ca- the casting is not the problem. We can fall after a decade of doing it. Falling back into casting is easy. It's it's the is the game right? Yep. is, I think, the bigger question mark uh, than anything. Uh, and forcing it would be the worst fucking thing in the world. Because it would be very obvious very quickly if we were, for- <laughs> if we were, forcing-, if we were forcing the issue. Damn, that is loud in your headphones. You must be deaf. Dude, I almost just... I you almost, almost died? I uh, died there. Uh, <laughs> my eardrums are bleeding currently. <laughs> Dude, I heard that clear through your mic. Damn, that shit dude. was. That had shit some volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just muted it, but uh, yeah, they're they're starting to frost giant stuff. Um. Also from Yano, uh, have you guys ever tried drones, like flying drones, the smaller ones with cameras? I'm looking into them, and it seems like a better toy than the green egg smoker. <laughs> a drone? I I I flew a drone this morning with my what? son. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have two of them. I I have the Maverick. Um, oh, Pro I forgot you had that when you were doing car stuff. Doing or car whatever. stuff. Yeah, and I still use it now for um, uh, for uh, inspection related stuff. So I can see a roof of houses and different things. So I'll take yeah, yeah. it and then take photos and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, I had a I have a Star Wars one, and uh, you know, Kai is starting to get into remote control cars. He's watching shit on YouTube and stuff, and um. He wanted to play some uh, on his iPad, and I'm like, "Bruh, uh, we've played enough video games on your iPad. Let's go fly a, you know, uh, a ship." And he was like, "So we, I set up this ship, and we went outside and we flew it around. It actually cut my arm to shit." Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I have two drones. They're fun. They're cool. I don't know about using them around recreationally. I don't know if I'd get a, you know, I guess like if you become mm. a god at. Um, yeah, they at, race them uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're good at doing maneuvers and flying through small things, I guess that that's cool. But um, yeah, I usually use it for utility purposes and not fun. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, 
Oh I my haven't goodness. personally. I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing some. You seeing some, some gameplay? Wow. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> say anything because I'm not. Uh, yeah, you I'm can't say anything. Through, you have to leave it at wow. Yeah. Um. I, know I haven't flown a drone before. I don't really have a a, a want uh, of it. They're expensive. I, if I ever did it, it would be because I was I wanted to do some sort of drone photography. Uh, that would be about it. But I don't do enough photography as a hobby now to justify barely or barely justify what I've already bought into it, let alone uh, adding a drone to the mix. So uh, not so much. But I do. I, I think watching drones race is fucking nuts because it's it's like the closest thing to pod racing. I think that we actually have like the speed in which that shit's going on and the reaction time of the guys that are flying the guys and girls that are flying those things. It's nuts. It's insane. Uh, so fun to watch in that regard, but uh, I've never personally uh, gotten into it. Um, Swiveller, if, I think we answered this too, but we'll, we'll quickly answer this again. If you were to re- get really rich and were forced to buy, forced to buy either a yacht or a private jet, which would you choose? I think we jet. both went with jet. Upkeep on a boat is a pain in the ass, even if you are rich. And really, who wants to go through any airport where you can just private jet your ass? All over the place. That's an enormous dub. Um. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, the Blainer asks, do you have any tips on what to do when your loved one uh, is in the angry but won't talk mode? Uh, I'm just going to preemptively say uh, say F for the Blainer who is uh, who may or may not be in some trouble right now. Uh, what, uh, what are your pro tips for when uh, when the better half is 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 angry and also not interested in in hearing about it what are your tips uh well my wife doesn't really get like that um like yeah she gets upset and stuff but she doesn't really ever get to the point where she doesn't want to hear it you know i think actually it's the the opposite for her is she would prefer me to yeah. Um talk. Kale is pretty Kale is pretty loud. Yeah, but in, like in the, in that in that she's she's unlikely to be the one that buttons up. She's she'd be the one that that uh that does well, mo- a lot of, a lot of talking. Well, not not really. No. No. Not in no. those not in those re- not, not in, in that those, regard. Not in that regard. No. Oh, okay. Like um she's not she's not a very confrontational person um or at least in a relationship and I don't really see her like that <sighs> outside of the marriage either so she's pretty laxed um yeah i i find geez that's that's a tough question because dude there's no there's no one size fits all i mean all women or men are different and you know um for me it's just more of um it's it's all about how you approach with tone and when you approach so you know if if Kayla's dealing with Kai or whatever, or she seems stressed, like it's probably not a good time to try and talk about whatever issues are going on. Um, so, you know, it's for, for me, it's usually about, and I'm the same way. Like I'm much more of a puzzle than what Kayla is. Kayla's very, you know, I, I know, I know how to approach and deal with Kayla when she's having good or bad moments. Um, I'm much more of a puzzle and I'm a very closed off guy and I don't really say much. Um, I know I'm a very talkative guy and outgoing, but uh, I'm also the type of person that 
I don't really enjoy conflict all that much either. Um, so it's not that I run away from conflict. It's just if I have the choice to just shut up and let it let it go, uh, that's typically what I'll do unless the issue gets pressed. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say, you know, in my relationship, it's just more of tone. If I come at her, you know, in a in a manner that it's aggressive or uh, too stern or whatever, however you want to look at it, then she might feel defensive and may not want to open up and talk as much. But if I come at her correct, like you should in a relationship and not make people uncomfortable, then usually a uh, conversation happens and it's everything is good, which is rare for us. Like uh, we don't really fight often. Like we might get an argument like once every, I don't know, once every three to six months. And like our arguments aren't, crazy full-blown blowouts might have had a few of those in 12 13 years we've been together right so and when they're bad they're bad but um yeah we've got we're pretty chill we're pretty chill yeah we're we're the same we there's not really a hell of a lot of of arguments uh the opposite is problem sometimes m gets so she, she's she's actually said she's gotten so bored sometimes sometimes she just likes to fucking troll a bit and stir some shit up because <laughs> she's, she's she's like she actually came and she's like babe we never fight and i was like okay that's gen- <laughs> gen- generally that's what you're shooting for for most people anyway she's like yeah but it's kind of boring it's like what are you talking about so like randomly like three o'clock in the morning she'll start some shit she'll start some shit i think i think there needs to be some kind of contention like there needs to be some kind of for me anyway i i need i would i kind of relate to what she says not that i want to go and pick a fight or to fight to fight (laughs) but like being in a relationship where both people are just agreeing on everything and it's like um you know you can't be that in sync that you totally agree i think when you're in a relationship and (laughs) everybody's agreeing on everything and it's and it's happy all the time i think that one side or the other is actually bending and pretending that's what they want all the time and what's the fun in that because i mean ultimately you pile that up for years and there can be some resentment where it's just like and then you know if you're on the opposite end and you don't think anything's wrong I'm going to say, given that just before Mr. Black's camera froze, the room went black, he may or may not have lost power. <laughs> what a frame! What an incredible frame for the podcast. Well, you know, that's going to be the thumbnail. Right there. <laughs> and now here I am. In double. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm on my phone, bro. The freeze frame was Power fucking. The freeze frame was perfect. You were like mid exclamation. The the power clearly went off because the room is pitch black, and you're just in mid fucking sentence. Bro, <laughs> I hear my generator. Like my generator's running right now. I don't what know. The, what- I, Fuck it's 20 going. degrees and sunny outside. What's happening? Seriously. <laughs> and of course, anyway, um, 
All right. Well, we have your answer on that one anyway. But yeah, same, same, uh, same thing for me, really. Em and I don't, uh, Em and I don't fight. We'll let Jeff get himself set up. Em and I don't really fight ever. Uh, she just occasionally trolls a bit. It's not, she doesn't start like big fights. She's just, she just trolls a little bit to, you know, spice things up for her, I guess. But for me, it's just, it's just like, oh my God, here you go. I started noticing it though. I can see it coming. I think he's just powered up his computer again because the generator is on. Um, so yeah, there's not much in that regard. As far as like tips, I think Jeff nailed it. It's when you approach them, how you approach them, uh, regardless of who it is, is like 99% of the work. Uh, and so <laughs> beyond beyond that, it's Godspeed, really. I do I do appreciate though how frustrating it can be sometimes when when you have a significant other. Uh, that just doesn't want to talk, but they also want to remind you that they're they're upset, and then I think that that's that's I think a little different. Uh oh, oh, what? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. back. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's back. Yeah, bro. The... Oh no, no, he's gone again. Ever the wheels are falling off the podcast. So yeah. Anyway, how are you doing, Adam? Good. How are you? I'm looking at myself. He's coming back again. Oh. Oh, looks like he has, he's back on the computer anyway, but now the camera is in. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Oh. But now we gotta fix the, oh. Bro, my shit is bussin'. <laughs> I get it. This does, there we go. Oh, 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 uh, yay, gotta, we're back. I gotta change my webcam settings. Yeah, the generator is on and we have power. Um... But that's weird. I have no idea why the power. There must be an accident. Like there's somebody I must have, have hit a line or something. Yeah, because there's I. This is bizarre. That's but that's wild. I got a generator, so we got power. We got internet. The show the goes on. Is running. Yes, we're good. Uh, that's why yeah. I bought it. I. Uh, I. Yeah. I would say. I was. I would say that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know how to how to, you know, Jeff Jeff nailed it. How the, how do you approach when you approach? But I like I was also saying I do sympathize when you have a partner who will you know uh clam up and not say or not want to talk about anything but then also uh go out of their way to remind you that they're upset like that those two in pairing annoy the fuck out of me like if you're going to be upset this one thing if you don't want to talk that's fine we can come back to it later on but don't don't be upset don't want to talk and then also come to me every like five minutes and be like <sighs> hmm <sighs> Huh, I'm so upset. <laughs> like, don't do choose one or the other. Either complain, we talk about it, and it's done, or you don't complain and you button up and we talk about it later when you're ready to talk about it. Don't, you know, don't uh, don't try and come at it both ways. Uh, what's the well, this comes up from Super Kami Guru? What's the worst movie you have ever seen? Uh, I have to remember names. Cause... Avatar. The Last Airbender. Ah, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan that uh, shit special. That fucking heinous. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of it. I don't. But it's a, it was a found footage, like, D-tier horror movie on Netflix that M and I watched, like, months and months ago now. And I wish I remember the name of it. But it was unimaginably bad in ways that I didn't think about. Like, like not even so bad that it's good. 
<laughs> Jeff's gonna go deaf again here for a second. Not even so bad that it's good, like entertaining. Like a lot of horror movies are terrible, so you watch them and they're kind of funny for being terrible. This was like this was the kind of bad that it was just bad, and it made you hate every aspect of it. Um, like at least if you watch something like The Room, you know The Room is so bad it's good. Like it, it crosses well over into the this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen versus this is just the worst movie ever put to. Well, in this case, both film and digital, because he filmed both at the same time. He demanded it be filmed in digital and, and analog. Um, but yeah, I, I, like it's it's probably something like that. It's rare for me to watch uh, like a higher budget film. You know, I haven't seen Avatar, so I'd, but I'd probably feel the same way about it. It's rare that I watch one and, and I can't find like some entertainment value in it. Um, but Avatar The Last Airbender would probably be on there. You know what else is probably on there, though? The, the Dragon Ball movie that they did. Oh, that was bad. Evolution. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. That yeah, that might brutal. also be on that list. Yeah, my whole neighborhood's out. <laughs> Everybody wow! in the like, yeah, so, like a, so yeah. there's like a full-blown generator out somewhere then. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck. What's going on? Anyway. Um... Oh, well, yeah, coming in, coming in related to stuff we talked about earlier. What's your, just comes in from Josh. What is your favorite game of StarCraft that you have casted? I think we mentioned this many times before, but it's always a good one to, to rehash, and maybe we give a different answer every fucking time. I don't know. No, um, I mean, uh, I mean, um, I mean, I really like the, uh, the Epic the probe, probe War. Probe SCV I mean, War? That's still, that's still, yeah. That's yeah. still top, top of the list, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I like the cannon, the cannoning the wrong base game. Yeah, Because that was, classic. like, really what blew blew up lag TV. Um, but, yeah, the, the probe, the epic probe fight, and the probe that just come out of nowhere and then just came in and... <laughs> yeah. Or the SCV, say, I think it was, and then took out the probe or whatever. It was yeah, I, w- I would say, I would say, yeah, SCV probe war is really good. Obviously, episode uh, eight is really good. Um... Um, uh, the Nova War uh, says tripping balls is one of my favorites because it worked. Um, the uh, hmm, Fire to Blaze is up there. Um, the one, the one where. The one where, uh, just for my own personal satisfaction, because I found it so for uh, for reasons that I will never I will never know. But the the one where um, uh, where where I asked Jeff to hit me up with the sound of of like the fucking uh, uh, the Gandalf it was the Gandalf thing like the Farouche uh video i don't even remember the cast i just remember i just remember jeff because we were it was in my first house that i was renting uh still when we did that that cast and i can still i can still see jeff jeff bending over the microphone like curled up like fucking golem over the microphone because he was doing the ball clap motion (laughs) on his hands (laughs) and like mentioning the one ring the cock ring uh and uh and then Farouche and uh that that shit was was fucking hilarious to me uh so probably that uh, was it the same i wonder i don't think it, i don't know if it was the same day but it was in the same it was in the same room anyway also the uh the the cast where we got so wild that we ended up knocking kermit and the, and the lotion over and the lotion sprayed all over kermit's face 
I think the name of the cast is so close, Kermit came because we were children at the time, and that was the name of the cast. I don't know if that happened at the same time or not, but it was all uh, sort of in that. It's in that same era. Yeah, yeah that same era. Uh, the, yeah, the Archimedes was pretty good too. The uh, the Arc the Archimedes, the Mexican Archimedes, Archimedes, his cousin, is uh, his Mexican cousin. Um. Proxy asks, what franchises have you gone from I love this phase to the I don't give a fuck anymore phase? Nothing has snapped me out of it faster than True Detective. I have never gone so hard from this is the greatest television show of all time to holy shit, what the fuck is season two? It was, it was whiplash. It was complete fucking whiplash. And I mean, the only one that, that approaches that is... But it was more like being boiled alive. So you didn't really notice it was happening until they really threw on the heat at the, at the 11th hour. Game of Thrones, of course. But, yeah, I would say probably True Detective. Because they went from season one being, I still believe, to be some of the best TV ever produced. To season two, which was more like, why did this happen? How did we get here? And, and how can we avoid it ever happening again? Uh, so I would say probably that, and beyond that, um, man, I'm trying to think of, like, outside of movies and, and, uh, and TV, like, if maybe if there was, like, games and stuff. But that's probably the, the top one that I can think of, anyway, is, uh, is True Detective, more than anything. What about you, Mr. Black? What's, uh... What is a franchise or more or more than one franchise if you got one uh, that you've gone from I love this to the I don't give a fuck anymore? Star Wars. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that one that one took some time though. It wasn't like a it wasn't like an immediate 180. That was yeah, like uh It took it till about episode 8 and I'm like Yeah, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Checking I'm done. out. Although I didn't I didn't hate 8 as much as some other people hated 8. I still hated it. Um yeah. The more I thought about it, the more I hated it. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Star Wars. Uh, proxy with a follow up. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, very topical, given it just wrapped up yesterday. What are your thoughts on the Depp Heard trial? Did you see the the results I of did. that, Mister Black? I so did. So what are your what are your what are your your thoughts overall? I know you didn't I know you didn't uh, you know you weren't a degenerate like me and, and nah. watched the trial. But what are your what are your general thoughts? I watched a fair amount of it um, towards the end. Um. Yeah, without going into fucking thirty minute tangent on fucking, I'm I'm Johnny Depp and Amber heard it out, but <laughs> I, I thought I thought Johnny, I predicted Johnny was going to win and he was going to get a twenty million dollar settlement. It was pretty close. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, she got two million bucks because of a comment her lawyer made, uh, his lawyer made. Uh, yeah, the Wal the Waldman statements. Yeah. Um. Yeah, overall, I, I it was a hot it was a hot mess the whole thing. Um, I wish both of them the best. Uh, they both need some help. Um, but I'm very happy for Johnny Depp that he got to redeem himself in um, in front of the public opinion, and hopefully uh, he'll get some sort of career back. Um, but yeah, it was just sad to see blatant lies try and tear down a man's entire life. Uh, his kids, his family members, his career, everything. And to actually hear the opposite where he was a really caring guy that helped out so many people. 
that and he didn't ask for anything in return. Um, I mean, some people were employed, but you know, you could tell the guy just gave and gave and gave. And um it it was nice to see justice served. There was zero evidence that Johnny Depp sexually abused or abused Amber Heard ever. But there's tons of evidence that she beat the shit out of him on several occasions. So fuck Amber Heard. I'm I I I really don't like her. I I can't stand her. I can't stand what she represents. Um she gives women and men um that are actually being abused a bad name because you know now there there's going to be especially for high profile cases which is inevitable um you know maybe people aren't so quick to take the side of the person that is being abused um because you just don't know and i think you should always believe a woman or a man when they say that they're being sexually abused or physically abused. Um, but it doesn't mean you should prosecute um, the individual until they have their moment to defend themselves. Um, unless there's just blatant proof in your face. Um, this is why this is why you go through the, this process. And uh, I'm I'm happy Johnny Depp did it. I'm happy Amber Heard looks like a fool. Um, and uh, I'm happy this this whole case is behind us <laughs> and we move on. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. So I did watch. I watched the entire thing uh, from front to back. Uh, and. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that there were very few witnesses and stuff that I didn't watch all of the stuff i uh, i watched uh highlights of certain witnesses um towards the end when we were getting like duplicate testimony insofar as that we had already heard it all but we were hearing hearing it like again because they were being brought back uh but i was i was just man i've said before i was so interested in it because it, it was and 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 i think it probably helped it in this regard to a degree uh, by being such a high-profile case, bringing to to a light two two things. One is that uh, it is, of course, totally possible for somebody to uh, claim abuse when it is not the case, uh, and to still be able to uh, damage the person that they are already abusing. And two, that for for male abuse victims, that it is very much like because I feel like people like. They'll say, "Oh yeah, no, absolutely, you know, men can be abused." But then when it when when the time actually comes, then all of a sudden it's a backpedal a bit, or like that you have like the burden of proof on the man is like uh, goes up significantly, which I understand to a degree because you know odds are if you were to do statistics on it, it's likely that men are the abusers more often than they are the abused because of power dynamics, but that but that doesn't mean that when a man does come forward that he should have to have a, a bigger burden of proof uh placed upon him to uh to get there so the fact that this went the way that it did and that he won i think is important for that um 
you know, the, uh, Amber's pre-typed out response at the end oh, of this man, was a fucking was... five alarm fire but for a couple reasons. One, freedom of speech does not absolve you from uh, being found in court to have said def- defamatory statements. You were free to say those statements, but if you defame there's somebody to what you say yeah if you if you if there's no first amendment fucking being stolen from you nobody's told you you can't do it if you go out and you say those things and you're found to have said said defamatory and proven to have said defamatory things that resulted in damages to somebody you're going to be if you're taken to court you can totally fucking lose that shit yeah, it's like hate re- speech right like you can get yeah. in trouble for this shit it's a you have your right to say what you want to say but there's there's going to be consequences um, so, so you know that statement stupid. was was fucking nutty for that reason, and also the that that she kind of drilled down again on this this result is horrible for you know uh, uh, abuse victims, uh, and it is. But the irony is, it's not because Johnny won. That's not why it's that's not why it's bad. The if if there is a downside to this to this outcome, uh, it's not even the outcome. It's the downside to the trial happening at all, because Amber lied through her teeth for years. And when you do that, now you're taking away from actual abuse victims when they do come forward, because in the back of their mind, they're going to think, well, we just watched this high profile case go out. Uh, and we saw it in, in insane detail with evidence that you wouldn't normally get in any of these cases, like period. You don't get years worth of recorded fucking mutually recorded audio and video uh, yeah. to, to lay out and that just does, this just doesn't happen. So, you know, uh, that's that's where the problem lies is that is that amber was caught lying and like the whole statement of like everyone being a witch hunt out for well yeah unfortunately when you lie about something so extreme and then go out of your way to destroy somebody on the backs of those lies and then you are found to have been even without the jury everyone knew you were lying yep. like you don't have to be a fucking genius to see it none of the te- not even the testimony her sister gave and amber gave of the same moment at the top of the staircase, not even they could get their stories to align. Oh. So if you can't even get, they were, and they were the only two women there and yeah. their sisters. And so if you can't get that shit to line up, you got Amber talking about like the positioning of Johnny being totally different than her sister and her sister describing the case where, where Johnny is holding like the back of her head, like a hockey fight and just feet feeding her with rings on and then the follow-up pictures uh, isn't it's just like nothing lines up so people had already decided and that's why the why the five million dollars worth of uh of the extra sauce on top of that even though they knew it was going to get knocked back to 350 that was a statement to say we didn't believe a fucking word even if you were telling the truth like let's say there was a shred of truth which usually there is even if you're somebody that's like in a narcissistic situation like amber is clearly I mean, she was diagnosed like uh, with a few things, but regardless, you end up in a situation where they will sprinkle truth in up front, and then they will slam you with like the craziest amount of detail that's just hype, like hyperbole out the ass. And so, like, even if, and this is what's unfortunate, even if let's say Johnny did strike her before, maybe it, like, if if it did happen, he could have done it once. And left her with something. And if she had just described it as that. People might have saw the pictures that she posted up with the light bruising here. And, and supposed light bruising underneath her eyes like a raccoon eyes. They might have looked at it and go, oh, you know what? Okay, th- those two things line up. 
But when you post that as your evidence and you describe it as Johnny standing over top of you, hitting you so many times that you can't remember how many times he punched you, and the thing that you spend more time on is describing why the carpet is so dirty and not the fact that you're getting beaten to death apparently by a man with rings that would make people that own Super Bowl rings jealous, and then you show that... Like, how do you expect people to react, right? So that was a that was an it was a very interesting trial to watch. Um, clearly, both of them need help. Johnny needs help with his, his substance abuse. He admits it. He knows it. He need, hopefully he gets over that at some point in his life. He's getting up there. Uh, hard to change when you're in your fifties and you've been doing it for most of your life, even if you've been clean a couple of times. Uh, but being a substance abuser does not equal being a wife beater. No, and that's what you you know. Well, that was basically what was proven in 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 court in this specific case. Uh, and so, do I think Johnny was toxic? Probably. Oh yeah. But if you look at all the stuff that Amber recorded herself, even if it was against her own like fuck <laughs> in her favor, uh, I'd probably be pretty toxic too. And a lot of the stuff that they used as evidence were private texts. And Jeff and I talked about this before. How many times in private have you said some crazy shit when you're super pissed about literally anything? Like, I never acted on it, but you just say some crazy shit? It happens. You can't use that against somebody to be like, oh, well, if they said that in private, clearly. They <laughs> they were going to literally go through with those things uh, when it never happened for years. Um, but very toxic. And personality types that were feeding off of one another... And brought out, probably brought out the worst in each other. Johnny probably brought out the worst in Amber. Amber probably brought out the worst in Johnny. Uh, and it just so happens that Amber was the one that was willing to just like, fuck this, I'm taking everyone down with me on the way out. Peace! Uh, and then now here we are. Um, beyond that, like Jeff, wish them both the best. Whatever. Uh, to whatever degree that is. Amber clearly can't afford this. They're gonna, she's appealed it already. Um, good luck. Good luck. You know what really, what really surprised me more than anything is the fact that Elaine is, was out today on multiple news stations giving interviews talking about how, like, about how all this was like the wrong decision and how they're going to appeal and doing all this. Uh, in my back of my mind, I was thinking, Elaine, you already took the bullet. Yeah. You already took the bullet. This was a bad look for you. Your career is already in shambles. This is a, this, this is a bad look. Stop. Stop. Walk mm-hmm. away. Go away for a while. Don't take high-profile cases. Stop. Yeah. Instead, not Amber out there giving interviews, Mr. Black. Elaine is out there giving interviews. Amber has convinced Elaine to get on national television and keep the charade uh, going. Uh, Elaine, uh, you know, Elaine. So now Elaine, well, Godspeed. Hey, she's trying. She's, she's trying. T- she's trying for that money. I'm trying over here. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> that was the best. That was one of the best yeah. parts. Her desperately just trying to get anything through. Um, Caldeer asks, I could just be a kid with an impossible dream, but I truly hope for, uh, for true unity for humanity. Well, that's the same thing for most people to want to hope for at some point. You would imagine that, uh, you, despite the nearly impossibility of it happening, I think most people would like it to happen. The majority of people would like it to happen. Do you guys think the human race will ever reach world peace and no. be accepting of each other? No, no. Not as a whole. Not a hundred. You're never going to hit a hundred percent. No, you're not even going to hit 70%. It's a, it's Sad, it's true. it's tough. Like the the re, the reality the realities of it's just, it's it'd be very difficult. The the really all there is just like within within a country, right? Like think about how hard it is to unify people within a, a singular country and a singular culture. 
Yeah. Now, now extrapolate that to multiple world? countries on a world scale with multiple cultures, many of which, especially uh, less so over here, because in North America, you know, other than the United States and, and Mexico, uh, you know, less so with Canada and the U.S., you know, in Europe, you've got countries bordering each other that have been going fucking and in the Middle East going tooth and nail um, for a long time, and especially in the Middle East for thousands of fucking years. They have been at this shit since time immemorial, essentially. Uh, and it hasn't stopped. <laughs> it has been full steam ahead for all that time. Very challenging, very difficult uh, to do. And, and you know, the I think uh, from some of the people far smarter than I am that have been asked the same question, I, I tend to agree, is that it's going to go one of two ways. There's going to be some sort of cataclysmic event globally that is going to force humanity to come together to work under a singular cause to overcome it, and that will be the impetus for the world peace. Not in the sense that 100% of people are getting along, but in the sense that we are able to unify under a singular banner to work towards a specific cause. It's either that, or we destroy ourselves. That's the only, that's the only two options. And it's unlikely, it's unlikely to happen without some sort of event that forces unification to solve the problem. Um, that's just kind of how humanity has always been. Uh, and, and when you extrapolate that to a global scale, it just gets more and more complicated as, as, as time goes on. Um, I do, I am, however, of the mind that in any singular country that you were to go to, doesn't matter where you are, the, the, in my opinion, the majority, not 90%, but the majority of people just want to be left alone and just, and just live their life peacefully, regardless of what, you know, what is going on around, like most people, like, it's like, if you went to like uh, most people in, in, in Russia and the Ukraine right now, the citizens that aren't all caught up in the political side, they just want to live their life. They want to go back to their homes. They don't want to think about war. They don't want to think about all the shit that comes with it. They don't want to think about how are we going to raise our kids in the midst of all this shit, uh, and keep them sane and away from as, as much as they don't want to think about that. They just want to live their fucking life. They want to go to school. They want to come home. They want to go to work. They want to come home. They want to spend time with their family and friends. They want to go to sleep. They want to wake up. They want to do that until they retire and fucking die peacefully. That is the majority, in my opinion, of people globally. They aren't the ones causing the war and the fighting that happens. The war and the fighting happens by a handful of people that are the ones that can make the decisions to start the shit in the first place. And so... You know, just like just like with many wars that, that the U.S. would have been involved with, like Vietnam, and eventually the people at home figured out that they were being fed a bunch of bullshit, and they were like, oh, we definitely shouldn't be there. Get the fuck out. It's the same thing. Like, people just don't want this shit. People just want to live. But how, whoop, but how do we get there? I don't know. Fucking aliens show up. We have to all unify against them. Some sort of science fiction novel. I don't fucking know. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, uh, it's gonna have to be something that uh, that that causes people to uh, to get her done. Oh, Mark apparently has discovered the cause. It was a vehicle accident that caused the power outage. There you go. Um, Xenon Slayer asks if you could go back in time and observe a movie being filmed or edited, which one would that be? Say that again. If you could go back in time. And observe a movie being filmed or edited, and or edited, which movie would you choose to go back and check that out? Mm. 
Dang. I don't know. I don't really care to see films being edited or filmed. I just like the end product. Uh, I'm not saying I don't enjoy that stuff, but I don't. I don't oh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree, I, Mr. Green. Would... Lord of the Rings. Sets were nice. They're in, like, fucking New Zealand. Yeah. Everyone seemingly having a good time. Uh, you know, it was probably a fun thing to watch. And then they did a lot of practical effects, some of which you can see in the, uh, excuse me, the extended ones, where they go over how they did a lot of shots to keep Gandalf looking, you know, so much bigger than everyone else in the room. And it was all practical. They weren't doing, you know, you know a lot of special effects. So, um, yeah, Lord of the one. Rings is probably not a bad, is probably not a bad one, um, for sure. So that's probably not, yeah, that's probably what I would go with. Um, is this the last, is this, is this the last one? Is it? Good, because I got some shit I got to do anyway. Exactly. Pack and everything else. Um. <laughs> okay. All right, these are two, but they're relatively short. Caldeer asks, do you guys ever think that an RTS and a, and a first-person shooter hybrid game will ever make it big? I've seen a few on Steam but they barely ever have any players. But do you think that it could work in a AAA game? No. That's a really hard, that's a really hard two genres to, to slam together. Like, because really, what do you do with that? I mean, I, I, I suppose you have to come up with a system in which you're more or less playing civilization, right? So from a macro level, and you're moving an army from one into, in one area into another, and you end up clashing like you would in Civilization, and then you go down to ground level, and now you're fighting out that skirmish or whatever in a first-person mode. Uh, that's, just, that's you know, I'm not a game designer, but that's, like, I don't know how else you really go about doing that in a, in a uh, compelling way. Uh, but that's really challenging, and probably extraordinarily expensive, because a game engine, you know, doing both of those things, and both of those things well, and meshing them, that would be a, a steep, a steep ask. Uh, and the last one comes in from A. Dent. What fake headline sounds more believable, Mr. Black? Uh, A, this is the first, the first headline. Bethesda confirms director of Elder Scrolls VI hasn't been born yet. <laughs> Meaning it's that far away. Or B, Star Citizen Kickstarter surpasses the GDP of Belize. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going with go, star citizen. I'm going to go with the star citizen. <laughs> I'm going to go with the star citizen. <laughs> yeah. You know Sadly. what? It might actually already be past Belize at this point. The GDP of a small nation. <laughs> uh, and there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, ending on a star, a star citizen meme is always a good way to go out Thank you very much, guys, for stopping by. If you watched it live, if you're watching it on YouTube, thank you so much. Pass it around if you think people might enjoy the podcast. Head on over to patreon.com slash lag TV if you want to uh, financially support this show and have it continue to go on into the future. And, of course, at $10 or more a month, uh, normally all the questions we've answered today, limited to those folks. But if you want to be a part of the, of the crew that gets to ask that each and every week, that's how you do it patreon.com slash lag tv before we go mr black because we didn't have segments before and we still need to do it we should have done it earlier but we're gonna do it anyway hit me up with a quick plug for our one and only nord vpn nord vpn head on over to www.nordvpn.com slash 
OTT. Use the promo code OTT. Get yourself a massive discount. Get yourself a bonus month when you get a two-year subscription or more. Use up to six simultaneous devices. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Use it on your smartphone, your TV, your Mac, your PC, your desktop, your router you can hook it up to. Really, anything you want, they got an app for you. It's NordVPN, guys. It's a virtual private network. Game on them. Stream on them. Game and stream on them at the same time time stop getting blocked on websites uh video game regions youtube videos twitter little videos and other short videos you watch just bypass it all but the click of a button with nordvpn and at the price that is less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte at starbucks a month everyone just about can get their hands on this at an affordable price check them out nordvpn.com Slash OTT. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, well, I'll, I might see you next week. Actually, let me let me wrap that up. You won't see Jeff next week. He'll be uh, on his way to another country in which Star Citizen may pass his GDP. He'll be in Spain. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Game Fest starts on Thursday of next week. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to be doing a live stream uh, of that. Uh, and then uh, how to tackle that. I might do recaps like I've done in the past for the podcast RSS feeds. Uh, it just won't be here on this Twitch channel specifically. If I am doing it live, it will be on on slash Nova War over at mine. This is usually how it goes uh, for that. But otherwise, after that, we'll be back. Jeff will be slightly browner, full of Spanish food, and maybe if he's lucky, a few extra dollars in his pocket. And until mm. then, peace! Peace!